Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Popcorn and Coffee, the movie podcast. I'm your host, Jesse, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Jay Hazel. How are you today? I'm fantastic. It's a good day. The sun is shining. It's a nice fall day. It's a beautiful morning. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Beautiful day. Did you ever watch that one? No, I did not. I need to still watch that one. Ooh. The doc or the actual movie? The act- well, the Tom Hanks one. Yeah, no, I haven't. Watched you watched the documentary, though. I've watched a little bit of the documentary. Yeah. I watched some of it. Yeah, that's good. He's a he's an American hero. He is. Yeah. Yeah. Changed my childhood. I don't know if I'd be where I am today without Mr. Rogers. He changed my life forever. And that's Fred Rogers, not Aaron Rogers, just so we're all clear. Yes. He didn't change anything. No. He didn't even change teams. He changed his haircut. So anyways, this morning on Coffee Talk. Yes. This morning we have a nice, uh, very rare coffee, actually, I found out. This coffee mostly is just kept inside the country that it comes from. And I thought it was fitting. How'd you get it? It it was tough. It was tough, let me tell you. I had to go all the way to Kentucky just to get it. Uh, No, I thought it was interesting, though, too, because I got this coffee, and it kind of pairs with the movie we're going, how rare gems can be. Well, I'm going to be honest with you. Everything you just said reminded me of... Christopher Walken's speech in Pulp Fiction with the watch. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Okay. That's, you never seen it? No. Oh. He smuggled the watch out of, I think it was Nazi Germany or something. Okay. But yeah. He had to do some unsavory things to, <laughs> to protect the watch so he could hand it down to generation. Gotcha. Gotcha. But anyways. Anyways, our coffee today is from Thailand. Uh had to uh, get Jack from Meet the Parents to get it for me, too. He talks Thai really good. <laughs> Jack talked Thai real good. Um, let's see. This coffee plant is cultivated at 4,500 feet above sea level. Uh, these beans are sun-dried after being soaked to soften the pulp, which is then removed. Um, I don't have... Uh, this is a medium roast. Yes, it is a medium roast. Uh, so, anyways, this coffee, they I guess in Thailand, they've only been like in the coffee industry since like the 70s is when they kind of broke into actually growing coffee beans and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, because before that, it was only black tar heroin. Right. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, so, they're kind of new to the coffee game, but I guess all their, they don't export a lot of it, so it's very hard to get coffee from thailand so i don't know how it made it's it to kentucky selfish. it is uh but they only drink it in like that specific uh region which it's grown you know you keep telling me about how coffee is made and different things and i have no idea what you're talking about it really makes me want to watch like a how it's made coffee episode there's got to be one out there oh, i'm sure there is because you're talking about the pulps and the uh the the, the things I mean, I'm going to be completely honest. I don't understand the pulp stuff. This is all. This is. I'm. I'm learning some of this as I'm going with all it. Right, well, we're uh, both going to have to watch an episode of. Yeah. How's it made? Uh, I do. I did see that coffee. Coffee that is grown at higher altitudes tends to have more of a fruity, fruity notes, which I can kind of taste that. Higher altitudes. Yeah, higher altitude okay. coffee beans that are grown uh, are a little sweeter. Oh wow. Uh, and stuff. So, which I can kind of taste that with this 
when it's 4,500 feet above sea level. So yeah, I'm drinking this one black and it's not too bad. I can, I can handle it. But this is my first time. Well, other than when I bought the beans, I tried it, but I've never had Thai coffee before. So uh, it's, it's actually pretty good. Yeah. It's less bitter for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. That's good. And that was this coffee talk. <laughs> Coffee talk. We need we need like some kind of like intro for that. We don't get into <laughs> it. You ready for coffee talk? And then just like coffee talk. Oh gosh. <laughs> Maybe not so like aggressive, but not so aggressive. Coffee is not an aggressive drink. I beg to differ. It depends on how you drink it. I tried. Uh, well, we were in Tennessee last week, and yeah, went to Starbucks on National Coffee Day. Didn't realize it. That's cool. Uh, tried a nitro cold brew. That was different. It's just, it's cold brew, but they carbonated. like carbonated. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. It was actually really good. That's weird. Yeah. That's weird. It was like really like, it had like the carbonation, like foam and stuff on the top of it. That's and stuff. weird. It like so different. When we went to uh, Florida recently and we went, Vera went to that coffee shop down there, you know, so I think she gave me some of the beans from that place. No. Never mind. Then. <laughs> I was like Colombian uh, something, yeah. coffee beans. I don't know what it was. Uh, but it was really expensive and it was in a hotel. The coffee shop was in a hotel. Okay. We had a really hard time finding just a coffee shop where we were at and she found this one and she's like, okay, let's go to this. And I drove around the block like four times. I'm like, I don't see it. All we were doing was circling this hotel <laughs> and it was a really nice hotel. It wasn't just a, a motel. Motel eight. Eight. Yeah. I was trying to think of the number. Motel. Six. Yeah. <laughs> there, there's like, I don't know. There's a few. But a red roof in. Um, I was like, I think it's in the hotel. So we parked and went in the hotel. Oh, what is this? Oh my goodness. What in the, what do we have here? You only made him one? Oh, you can share. I'll share. This is... We, we still happen to be in the middle of coffee talk. Yeah, like perfect timing. Olivia, so, come here. Say hello <laughs> on the pod. Hi. No, you got to close. Get a little bit closer. Hi. Say it. My name is Olivia. Huh? My you name is tried? Olivia. There we go. She's in it. She's in the pod. So, yeah, they brought us a iced caramel apple macchiato. Oh, geez. Homemade. Homemade. So. Vera. We're going to try this. How bad? It, it's stuck in the beard. <laughs> That's interesting. The foam is like. So it's thick, you're saying. You know what? It tastes good. The problem is the caramel didn't like get in. So, it, like, I'm getting like. That's how it is every time. If you get a caramel macchiato out in public, all the caramel's at the bottom. So no. it's bland, 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 and then the last three sips is like, Gah! No. Uh, the caramel didn't, like, mix in with the coffee. Mm-hmm. Did you ice the coffee before you put yeah. the caramel in? That's why. You got to keep it hot and put the caramel in. No, I didn't. That's how they make it professionally. And it's always at the bottom. The one we had, the one that we you had can see it. in Tennessee did not have that. It tasted more apple. I don't taste apple flavor. I did. You tasted the apple? It was hinted. It was hinted. Well, you got to try again. It was the first time making it. It's not it. bad. Like, I would drink it. Like, yeah, it's not terrible, but it's not. It's not what we had. It's just, yeah, it kind of yeah. tastes like a weak cold coffee. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we have things to do. Yeah, no, that's not bad. I mean, is this a is this a it's a work in progress. Is this a coffee podcast or is this a movie podcast? It's both. Okay. <laughs> is it all the 
where are you going with that? Yeah, I so said now was, my daughter's one, right? been on the pod, so okay, it is yeah. something. It's all things we love. Well, that was a nice surprise. Where were we? I don't know. Jeez. We were we were just about to get out of this coffee Family. Talk. Oh, no. I was still telling you about the story. Oh, of, yeah, yeah. Uh, the hotel. So we go in there. We go in the coffee shop. And it's it's a little bit more expensive. But I'm like, what kind of hotel is this? I couldn't even tell you what the name is. I don't remember. But the only people I saw checking in and out were pilots. Ooh. I'm One like, this is a, hotels. I was like, this is a high-end hotel if... This is where the pilots are staying because they don't stay at a Motel 8. They don't stay at a Red Roof Inn. Oh, they got to get their sleep. They don't want to accidentally yeah. crash the plane. Yeah. Accidentally crash the planes. I've seen flight with Denzel Washington. I, I, I know. Did you watch Sully? No. I was. You didn't watch Sully with Tom no, Hanks? I saw the news. I saw what happened in real life. Oh, yeah, but the movie's so much better when you got Aaron Eckhart. <laughs> the movie's so much better <laughs> when Sully was played by someone else. What else you been watching? Um, Let's see. Uh, not really a whole lot, man. This week, after getting back from vacation, I've been so tired. Yeah. Like, I have not had any energy to stay up and watch anything. Uh, I watched um, Ryan Reynolds' Free Guy. Oh, yeah? How was that? Did you watch it? I haven't watched it yet. I it, saw it on it your was okay. It was okay. The, the plot line, the plot was really interesting, you know? Yeah. Taking that kind of just video game, which we all know... Uh, online player modes and artificial intelligence stuff, which was really cool and really original. But Ryan Reynolds and Taika Waititi, who are hilarious people, seemed really snared by the script. So like in a lot of ways, they were just saying what they were supposed to say and not necessarily what they wanted to say. So it was less funny. Okay, I got you. People who should be really funny. And then there were moments where Ryan Reynolds was like, you could tell he came up with that on the spot because it was a Ryan Reynolds-ism. Mm-hmm. And that was really funny. Yeah. So it was just kind of more of a letdown than it was. It was a, it was a Pikachu okay. scenario. And that's the thing. With those guys, people that can improv like that, just you got to let them improv. You got to let them. Don't constrain them. Yes. It's like Bill Murray. I think it was with Ghostbusters. I believe he didn't have a script. No, 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 no. It's Caddyshack. He didn't. They didn't give him a script for that movie. He improv that entire movie, and he didn't have a lot. I was gonna say he that. wasn't the main character though. No, so he just made up whatever he wanted. Right, the couple scenes he was in. Yeah, yeah. But still, I mean, well, that's no, why that's it's a, funny. Yeah, with him. you gotta let him just run, especially when you're looking at like Stripes or you're looking at a few of those movies of of their era. Yeah, you have to let them just play off each other and do what they naturally do. Otherwise, they feel like it feels like a move. The whole movie. It's just a horse and you're just yanking on the chain, the, the, what do you call the horses? Rain, reins. Reins, thank you. Chains. I don't put <laughs> don't chains on the horse, guys. <laughs> the reins. Yeah, and it just feels like you're not letting it go where yeah. it should go. Yeah. And that's what that whole movie felt like. It would have been better if it was cut loose a little bit because Taika Waititi, everything he did with Korg in Thor Ragnarok, was just him spitballing, you know, and you could tell. Yeah. And this just wasn't that for him. They're butterflies and you got to let them spread their wings. You do. Especially Ryan Reynolds because he only does no shame to Ryan Reynolds at all. He only does one thing really well and that's him. Mm-hmm. That's just being himself. Yeah. I, I can't take him serious in most of his roles, you know, but so I watch that. Um, should we like... Okay, if we have to edit this part out, that's fine. I was just thinking like... <laughs> Colin. 
should we like uh, ex- tell them about our Halloween special? Like we're going to be releasing that, or oh, because because we have I'm one. Sure. Huh? Go ahead, tell them. Oh yeah. So uh, I did. Then I will say what I've watched. I watched Halloween the other night. You don't have to edit that out. Okay. Colin. That's don't, just, don't edit that. That's silliness that okay. we can leave in there. Uh, we are going to be having a Halloween special. We're going to watch the Halloween movies and do a pod on that, and it will release on Halloween day. We're only watching the original Halloween, the remake that came out in 2018. Yes. And then the new one that comes out next week. Yep. So, uh, yeah, you have that to look forward to. So we're going to be talking about those. Yeah, for sure. What else? Do you watch anything else? Uh, I've been that documentary, The Way Down on oh. HBO Max. Mm-hmm. I started watching mm-hmm. that. Kind of crazy. Cult I walked stuff. in. I walked in on the kids watching uh, the original Spy Kids the other day. And was just smacked with nostalgia. Nostalgia. I don't know who had it, but they hit me with it. Snozberries taste like snozberries. No, nostalgia. I was like, oh my goodness. Like, that was right when we were coming up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And Machete was in there. Uh, What's his name? Danny Trejo. Danny Trejo's in there. It's so funny. But he plays that character. Oh, man. That's classic TV right there. Yeah. It's not good, but but it's good. Tony Shalubeb. Shalubeb. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He wasn't there. Yeah. What a weird one. It's a, it's a trip. Yeah. I, I, I love that movie as a kid, too. Like, we watched it all the time. Oh, yeah. Definitely. And they just got worse as they kept oh, yeah. coming out. But that uh, that first one. Well, who's in the second one? Uh, uh, from Con Air, the guy that plays the cannibal. Steve Buscemi. Yeah, Steve Buscemi's in the second one. And then Sylvester Stallone's in one. Yeah, he's in the third one. And then they made one with Jessica Alba so, and that comedian. Oh. So that third one, they released it in 3D in theaters. Do you remember that? Yeah, because that was a, a craze. Yeah. So it was yeah. around the time when that Journey to the Center of the Earth came yeah. out and there was another one. Yeah. So, but do you remember at Blockbuster or the video stores, whatever you had growing up, you could go in when 3D movies were out and they would give you 3D glasses with the movies and you could watch them at home. Did you have to return the glasses? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think I remember. Yeah. So like, I remember going to Blockbuster, getting that movie when it came out and then coming home with the 3D <laughs> glasses and trying to watch it. And it was like, okay, on my little... And that was... I think that was before we had a flat screen TV. So we still had the old like box TV, the tube TV, watching it in 3D. It's like nothing was popping out at you. <laughs> <laughs> it only pops out when you watch it without the glasses. Yeah. I remember trying to watch that Brendan Fraser journey to the center of the earth. And like the fish are just flying at the TV. Or there's a scene where he has one of those, um, what's that paddle with the ball? Mm-hmm. And he's just playing it. And it's like the ball's going towards the screen. The whole yeah. time. Just like, what are we doing? Like you didn't even try to just incorporate the 3D into the story. You just randomly at times threw things at the screen. Yeah. Jeez. What a what a era to be alive in. I remember everything everything was coming out in 3D. But who knew like go back to the days of black and white silent films that one day the technology would exist to where you could potentially make things look like they were coming out of the screen. It's crazy. That's what I'm talking about. So, all right. Should we dive into it? Yes. Are we we got um a review left to us, leaving a nice five-star review, and we appreciate that. But it was also, with that, uh, 
a, a movie recommendation was laid at our feet. A movie that neither one of us had seen. And we, we said, you know what? We're going to watch it. Thank you. And anyone who wants to leave us a, a review or a recommendation, we will, we'll do it. Yeah. I'm down to watch movies that I've never seen before. And so this week's movie is, you want to tell them? You yeah. got it? Go ahead. Yeah, I can tell them. Uh, we are watched Uncut Gems. Um, came out in 2019, rated R, has a runtime of two hours and 15 minutes. Uh, starring Adam Sandler, Julia Fox, Adina Menzel. Uh, let's see. Directed by Benny Safdie and Josh Safdie. Yeah, the Safdie brothers. Uh, let's see. What else? What else? What else? What else? Uh, genre, crime, drama, thriller. It, but its budget was nineteen million, and it grossed fifty million in the U.S. It did not. It looked like it was just a U.S. based opening film. There, it did not open worldwide. So the Safety Brother movies are a really particular uh, audience. Yeah, you know they're attracting a certain audience. You got before that they did Good Time, and that had Robert Pattinson in it. And before that they did Heaven Knows What which didn't have a ton of huge name people in it. And they've only made four or five movies, Mm -hmm. but they're very specific. Yeah. They are uh, stylistically. And not to mention uh, you have A24 behind them, which is another very specific production company. Um, How do you feel about A24 movies? I honestly, I think this is, I think this may be the first A24 movie I've actually seen. Uh trying to think what else is that I, I forgot to look up what they've done well i mean just here recently they're behind they're behind movies like the lighthouse which had robert pattinson and william defoe in it you remember that one uh i didn't watch it but yeah okay you know you had midsummer you had uh the green knight which came out this year that was an a24 movie i do want to watch that one i haven't seen that one was nightcrawler a24 oh that's a good question because it has the same kind of feel yeah did and I did like Nightcrawler, so or they did Moonlight. They're 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 Oscar bait movies for mm-hmm. sure. Oh yeah, like they make their movies a certain way to try to win Oscars, to check boxes, yeah. to try to win awards. Yes, they do. And this movie was in the running for a lot of awards, and even Adam Sandler was up for a Best Actor, which he did not win. Um, as far as I know, he didn't win. They won a lot of awards that weren't at the... Yeah, I, it it's very... I'm trying to think of the tone of the film. It, it reminded me of Nightcrawler, very dark. It's very uh, gritty. Yeah. Uh, and to jump into it, I think that benefited it. Um, the world of Uncut Gems, so it's the Diamond District of New York, mm-hmm. uh, felt real. And a lot of the characters in the movie were real people so the people who played the characters, they played themselves essentially. Then they weren't actors and they're actually, they work in the Diamond District and that's just mm-hmm. their lives. Not to mention you bring in, um, in this one specifically, people like Kevin Garnett and yeah. The Weeknd. Who wasn't big at, wait. He was starting to be, but this yeah, was yeah. both the, their first roles in films. Yes. Playing themselves. Mm-hmm. And Kevin Garnett, Garnett did fine, honestly. Yeah, I honestly, I thought he was probably the best part of the whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it wasn't any different than watching like LeBron James and Space Jam 
or Mike or uh, Michael Jordan in yeah. his stuff. Like they're only playing themselves. And I guess in his, I don't want to say he played his his real self as opposed to like a, a Michael Jordan in, in cheesy Space Jam. But yeah. I don't know the guy in real life, so that could not be him as well. Mm-hmm. This was Julia Fox's first film too. Yeah. And mm-hmm. Do you know how they found her? No. So she's like, I guess she's like a, I don't know what a socialite is. I just somebody who like just hangs around in New York, like goes to the clubs and stuff like that. They like went to the clubs and just like found her. And like, they were like, hey, you want, a, work. you want a job? And they yeah. did the screen test and stuff. And so she, I, and I watched a roundtable discussion with her, Adam Sandler, uh, Menzel, and uh, the Safdie brothers. And they were talking about like, uh, like she was talking and she, when she was talking, it was like she was just in the movie. Like she didn't, I don't think she was acting in the film. I think she was just playing herself like how she is in real life. Yeah. Uh, which I thought she was fine in the film. I didn't. Uh, but I don't think she was acting. I think she was legit yeah. just playing who she is. And Dina Menzel did really well as well. Yeah. She didn't have much to do, but she's an, an actress in a lot of ways to me that she can kind of seamlessly slip in to a movie mm-hmm. and you almost kind of forget that she's, I mean, she was in, what year did that come out? She was in Enchanted with yeah. Amy Adams and Patrick. What's his name? Oh. Uh, Grey's Anatomy guy. Yeah. Patrick Dempsey. Patrick Dempsey. And then Indina Menzel's in there, you know, and, and this is pre-Frozen and this okay. is pre-all of that. And it's just like, oh, well, that's nice, you know? She's kind of been typecasted, though, as a specific people only want her because of her voice and they want her in films and roles where she's singing. And she even said that in the roundtable discussion. She was happy that she was able to get out of that and play something a little more gritty and like broaden her uh, horizon, so to speak. Just like being able to do something different. So in, in those respects, I really liked, I, I liked uh, the realness of the world. And I thought the acting overall was, was pretty good. It was pretty good, you know. Um, Adam Sandler, which is the main, you know, draw of the movie. I'm going to be, he was annoying. He was annoying. Yeah. He didn't seem like a real person. I don't think that he he fit into the world. I saw Adam Sandler. Yeah. And it was weird and off-putting. And the chemi- there was zero chemistry. I want to give a, a disclaimer. We've never put a disclaimer on this pod. And we're a clean podcast. And we're a family-friendly podcast. And I want to stay that way. But at the same time, we are watching a movie with questionable content that's more prevalent than most of the movies that we talked about. And even though it's not necessarily um, really uh, X-rated content in any way, if you're listening to this and you do have kids in the room, maybe, you know, consider some of that as we go forward because it does play a role in the movie. Yeah. I don't don't know. We didn't talk about this before we started. So would you agree with that kind of sentiment? Yeah. Yeah. Because... And I don't even know where I was going with it. Oh, right here. His wife is played by Andina Menzel in the movie. Mm-hmm. Zero chemistry. It's kind of the point because they were on the brink of a divorce. And But I not only did they not have chemistry, I was looking at the two of them. I'm like, they don't even look like they'd be together. Like, <laughs> what was the draw when they were dating? Like, yeah. what brought them together? Yeah. Because I don't see anything here. Yeah, Sandler plays his character. He's like this 
crotchety old man, like just kind of walks around hunched over and he's like real awkward and uh, he's not, I don't know. He's like, I don't know. He just, he's, there's no like confidence in anything he's doing. It feels like he's trying too hard. Yeah. And then contrast that with, he's getting a divorce from his wife because he happens to be in an affair with another woman. Julia Fox. might be a prostitute. I'm not sure. It was never clear. It was, she was either a drug dealer or a prostitute. I'm not sure which one. Seemed to me like. And I'm like, there's no chemistry there either. Why is she with him? The guy doesn't have money. That's the point of the movie. I know. He's a compulsive gambler. So what's his draw to these women? And they're like, I don't, I don't get it. Yeah. I mean, he has the diamond shop, but it's like, so he has to have some money, but he's got all this debt from, uh, all this gambling debt and stuff from everybody because he just gambles it away. And not only does he gamble it away, he's pawning everyone's stuff that he doesn't own. You know what? Another thing, while we're just uh, still, still in the uh, actors category. Judd Hirsch is in this movie. Mm-hmm. And boy, is he getting old. Who is he? Which Is that his father in this movie? Judd Hirsch is, uh, uh, oh, you haven't seen Independence Day. So this is relevant to you. He plays Jeff Goldblum's dad in Independence Day. Okay. Um, he's been in all kinds of movies. You, you, I know you know him, but he, I'm pretty sure he played... Adam Sandler's father in this. There's a scene when they're all around the table doing yeah. it's for dinner or Hanukkah for, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I'm not 100 percent sure. And uh, I was like, and I asked Vera while we were watching. I was like, who is related to who in this? Because I, I have no idea. Exactly. That's what I'm. That's what I've been trying. I was trying to figure out. I was like, okay, so is Arnold his brother-in-law? Is it his brother <laughs> or his cousin? Because I'm not sure. I don't think he was related to them at all. He was a in-law. He was an in-law. He, so Arnold married into the family? Yes. That's the, well, who the guy that's trying to? to hurt him the whole time. Yeah. I thought for the longest time that he was Indina Menzel's brother. That's how he was the in-law. But Vera's like, no, that's not true. And I was like, why would he be at that dinner if that was the relationship? I mean, I don't know how tight-knit like New York Jews are. Like it's a Jewish, com- it's a Jewish community. I mean, obviously so, like, very I- tight-knit, but he wasn't Jewish. Because when they were saying the, the prayers and things, he wasn't partaking in the traditions. He was just there. Well, Menzel was Jewish because she had a bar mitzvah because, remember, she had that dress at that, in that scene yeah. after the okay. day. So, so it's she not was her Jewish. Brother. So it's not her brother then. So that's why I'm wondering, did Sandler marry? He's Jewish and he married, and that's Menzel's family, and that's her brother? Oh. I think that's what it is. But he's not Jewish. Yeah, he was. I'm not talking about Adam Sandler. No. I'm talking about the other guy. No, Sandler was Jewish. Yeah. The other, Arnie was Jewish too. I don't think he was. I think he was. He wasn't doing the traditions that with everyone at the dinner table. That's why I'm saying that. Oh. He was just sitting there staring at Adam Sandler the whole time while they're all like, I don't know the traditions, you know, dipping the, in the water and, yeah. and the sprinkling stuff. But he wasn't doing that. So I'm like, I think he was just there. He's got to be related or in some way. Even, even it was it, just silly. Okay. So let's just go ahead and get into it because this is where... Wait a second. Before we get deep into it, do you have like any tagline? If you were going to tagline this movie... Yes. What would you tagline it? Make a tagline for this film. Okay. The colonoscopy of the human soul. (laughs) That's good. That's good. (laughs) That's better than what I have. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. 
<laughs> I don't even want to read mine now. <laughs> Tell me. A compulsive gambler gets ripped off by some Ethiopian miners. <laughs> That's good, too. That's good, too. <laughs> Adam Sandler in Opal. <laughs> Two Jewish brothers fight over money. So the crux of my problem with this movie, and it, my opinion goes against the grain. I understand that. Um, this is highly praised in film culture. A lot of people love this movie. A lot of people that I follow uh, as film reviewers think this is the greatest thing since sliced bread. Um, and maybe I watched it two years too late. I feel like if I watched it when it first came out, I would have the same opinion that I do now. Mm -hmm. But I think the story is bad. I think it's weak. I think there's nothing there. And I understand that people think, well, this is Adam Sandler against type. This is Adam Sandler doing something new. And I mean, okay. But if it's just him walking around just saying the F word because that's edgy, there's still no content. There's still no meat. To the movie. Yeah. There isn't. And you walk away with nothing. And he, yeah. And they, they use the F word in this so much. And I'm not one to complain about language. Like, you know, like I can overlook a lot. But this right here was ridiculous. I think it's said like 560 times. And it was just, and that's the problem. If it's, if it's in context, and maybe it is in context and I don't know that world, you know. Having a background in the military and I watch a military movie and I hear the coarseness in the dialogue, I'm like, okay, that's real. That's real. I've seen that. I've yeah. heard that. But then I watch a movie like this or I'll go watch a Judd Apatow movie where just nine-year-olds are being the most— And I'm like, that's not real. Right. So that's not relatable. This may be real. This may not. But it seemed excessive just to be excessive. Yeah. Just to be like, look how—I'm going to use the word edgy because that's the only word that keeps coming up. Look how edgy we are. Mm -hmm. Look what we're doing. Look what Adam Sandler's doing in this movie. And he does some pretty unsavory things. And there's not graphic nudity in this movie. There isn't. No. Um, it pushes the boundary, especially when it with his his mistress and their their relationship. Um, nobody needs to see Adam Sandler hiding in a closet doing the things that he's doing in this movie. Nobody asked for that. Nobody needed to see that. Mm -hmm. You could have cut that entire scene out of that movie and it wouldn't have made a bit of difference to that movie. You put it in there because you know that, again, it's, it's, it's bait for a certain demographic that they're just like, yeah, that's what we want to see. And it's useless. And I despise it because it's cheap and it's lazy. Yeah. It truly is. Go ahead. No. Go ahead. Uh, I'm trying to keep my heart rate below a certain... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, Tilda Swint Swinton was in this. No. Her voice. No. Yeah. When? She was so when he goes when Adam Sandler goes to the auction to see what they graded his prized opal as. She was the woman on the phone. Yeah. No way. Yeah. Okay, well, she was the best part of the movie then. <laughs> I'll stand behind Tilda Swinton all day long. And that scene was probably one of the best scenes of the whole movie, him yeah. on the phone. But, anyways, there was just so much content that was just utterly useless to the story. And I get it, the premise of the movie. The story is, to give people an idea, it's pretty much a bad day 
in a person's life and like how bad can it get? You know, in the vein to me of almost like a pursuit of happiness. Mm-hmm. Like it's just one day, one bad day, one bad week in this guy's life. The difference between pursuit of happiness and this is pursuit of happiness is these bad things are happening to him and he can't get away from it. Yeah. In this movie, he's doing everything himself. Yeah. He's causing his own yes. downfall. Aside from his gambling addictions and his promiscuity and all of it yeah. was his own fault. Yeah. And you're asking us to sympathize, sympathize with him. And I'm sitting there like, no. Yeah, yeah, I don't feel sorry for him one And not one second. minute did I feel sorry for him. And then he'd say something cheesy funny on top of it because he's Adam Sandler. And I'm like, oh, well, now you're just playing it off like it's a joke. Yeah. And you're being stripped of all your clothes from the guys you owe money to and they're shoving you in your trunk. Like, mm-hmm. okay, are we supposed to take this seriously or are we not? Because I, I, I don't know. Yeah. It, it's like, so he only owed... Arnie, like $100,000. $100,000. He had one hundred seventy-five dollars from the Opal. He could have paid him off and put this other 75000 on the game and would have been fine. Yes. Yes. There are multiple times in this movie where he has the opportunity to just do the right thing and he keeps refusing to do the right thing. And I get it. He has a gambling addiction. A lot of people struggle with that. I'm not trying to downplay that in any way, but they don't ever make it seem like he has a problem with gambling. Right. They only make it seem like he's just choosing to do that. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, it's never like, you can tell he has a gambling addiction, but it's not like a, he's not a compulsive gambler. No. And he's got money. He he's he has some money because yeah. he's got a diamond shop. Yeah. So he could sell half that yeah. stuff and probably more. No, he can absolutely yeah. do it. Sell one of the diamond-studded Furbies yeah. <laughs> and pay the man. Yes. Yes. But it's just he's choosing to make stupid choices. Yeah. But we never get any moment in the movie either where you kind of see him reflect on, I'm messing up. Mm-hmm. I'm making the wrong choices. There's that scene with him in the office crying and drooling all over himself. I, no. No. Yeah. This movie's chaotic. It's a mess. Everyone's yelling at each other the whole time. It the okay, yeah, that was one of my so the the opening sequence of that film for probably the first half hour, everyone's talking, everyone's yelling, and I don't know what's going like my mind is like yeah. ADHD going And what's everywhere. crazy is a lot of people praise this movie for that. They're like everyone's just yelling at each other. And I'm like, okay, but that doesn't mean it makes for a good story. No, it, it doesn't. And it's hard. It was hard for me to follow and get, like, find out, figure out what was going on. Like, because right off the bat, you got Kevin Garnett coming into his shop after. Yeah. Like, why? Why? Yeah. Everyone's screwing him over. But yet he's screwing everyone over. So I mm-hmm. don't feel bad for him. You know, like his, uh, um, his assistant. The, the guy that brought Kevin Garnett into the shop. Yeah, not really. His assistant, played by uh, Lakeith Stanfield, okay, um, who was taking his watches and pretty much selling them on the street in return for bringing business back to him. Essentially, is what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Halfway through the movie, he just starts screwing him over for no reason. Yeah, outside of the fact that he's just a bad person, 
I don't know. It's just everything that everyone praises this movie for, I found just ridiculous, over the top, and boring. Mm -hmm. The movie opens up on like, you're zoomed in on what is like an opal or Mm -hmm. a gem. Yeah. And I get it. The uncut gem is supposed to be Adam Sandler. But if he's an uncut gem, what does that make the rest of us? And it's a it's a gem, and it's glowing, kind of like when you look at a diamond through a, a one of their magnifying glasses. Mm-hmm. And then it turns into like flesh colored, yeah. <laughs> and it's changing, and it turns into flesh. And then we're traveling through what seems to be some sort of a canal, mm-hmm. and it turns out we're in Adam Sandler's colon, yeah, because he's having a colonoscopy done. Yeah, they only put that scene in there. For later, halfway through the movie, when he's in an intense situation, his doctor can call and he's freaking out. Oh no, this guy's trying to steal all of his jewels and my doctor's on the phone telling me my prognosis of my colonoscopy. And it's supposed to add tension to the scene and it absolutely does not. No. And you know what? They could have done different that would have added tension if he would have actually had cancer. Yes. It would have been better if he'd have had colon cancer. Because then he makes a joke. And the scene's over. Yeah. It's literally pointless to open up like with that. Or rewind a little bit because it doesn't open there. The movie opens in the is it Ethiopia? Ethiopia. Ethiopian mines. Yeah. And it opens with these guys carrying out a man with a bone sticking out of his leg. And you're like, oh my goodness, what happened to this guy? It doesn't matter. We don't know who he is. We never go back to him ever again. He right. was, he's pointless. Yeah. They take him over to the side. He's screaming. And then they're like, let's go in the mine. And they go in the mine and find the, the opal that mm-hmm. he eventually gets. But I was like, why was that scene even in there? To tell us it was a dangerous job? Okay, we already knew that. But yeah. it seemed like a ridiculous misdirect of, am I supposed to care about this guy? Am I not supposed to care about this guy? His bone is sticking out of his leg. You showed us the bone sticking out of his leg. And then the whole movie is the same premise of Adam saying, am I supposed to care about him? Am I not supposed to care about him? Mm-hmm. I know how this is going to end. I guessed a third of the way through how it was going to end. Yeah. The only thing I didn't know was who was going to do it. Which that was another, that was another thing for me. So you got, uh, you got Arnie or Arnold, whatever his name is. And he seems to be like some kind of like kingpin, right? <laughs> I know I know exactly where you're going. And you got his two roadies, and these guys are supposedly working for him. Yes. That's where they kind of yes. lead you to believe. He's such a weak man. Yeah. And then like, like, he doesn't ever seem like he's in charge of anything. No. And he's really bad at his job. I, Maybe that's the point of this movie. Everyone is bad at their jobs, except the roadie <laughs> who ends up who who the roadie's not even from new york he's like from boston and you can tell because he's got a boston <laughs> accent it's like what are you doing in new york he did a good job his acting wise he did a good job but yes it was just the the movie is just a mess to me it really truly is yeah i had a hard to find time figuring out who was in control of the situation mm-hmm. and they never clarified well until the end you find out like oh well this guy's kind of yes the the best part of the whole movie was when the basketball game was getting played. Mm-hmm. And you have the one the one in the shop with Adam Sandler and all those guys, and they're watching to see how the game's going to play out. And then you also have his mistress at the... Uh, the casino. The casino, 
where she put the money down for him and she's watching the game and she's also trying to hide from those guys. That was the best part of the whole movie. Yeah. And then as soon as that scene ended, I'm like, I know how this ends. I just know how this ends. It can't end any other way. Mm-hmm. And then it happened and I was like, well, that's unfortunate because it didn't even surprise me. Kind of had it coming. Yeah. Like, I, yeah, and I don't feel bad for him. Yeah. I don't like to watch people, uh, spoiler alert for Uncut Gems, but he does die at the end and he gets shot and they kill him. And I'm like, that's exactly how I saw that going. Like, yeah. you keep doing bad stuff and screwing everybody over. That's what's going to happen to you. Yeah. And if that's the premise, if that's what you want us to take away from this movie, okay, you succeeded, but you also dropped millions of dollars into this and you could have done it for much cheaper than that in a, in a little short film with mm-hmm. Adam Sandler. It's so fast, too. Like, after the game, he lets them in, and then the guy just pulls the gun and just bang, gone. Yeah. Because Adam Sandler's doing what Adam Sandler does best and is being super obnoxious yeah. the whole time he's got him locked in that room. So he, that guy's waiting for that door to open just to shoot him. Yeah. And then not only that, the movie ends zooming in on the bullet wound. <laughs> so Why? So we open up the movie in Adam Sandler's colon. And we end the movie yes. in his head. And it zooms into his his gunshot wound, just bloody. That's what's inside of a gunshot wound. And then that turns into the opal mm-hmm. because he is an uncut gem. He's not a gem at all. Not in this movie. Maybe Hubie's Halloween. <laughs> Hubie. Did you ever watch that? No. I did watch that movie. It's, it was, I was so disappointed and not because, uh, I thought it was bad, which I did, but just because everyone hypes this movie and I'm like, okay, well, is this the bar guys? Like, is this the bar that we're trying to reach? Because this, this left me wanting nothing, you know, and it didn't. And thankfully you can like whatever you want to like. Film is that way. I can dislike it. You can like it. It's completely okay. Mm-hmm. But boy, I left disappointed. Yeah. I Borderline was, angry. Yeah. I, yeah. When, when it was over, I'm like, I just, I wasted two hours of yeah. my life. I was talking to a coworker and I, he was like, I said, I watched Uncut Gems and he's freaking out because he's watching. He's like, what'd you think? Yeah. And I'm like, what, what, what do you like about it? And I was like, okay, I'm going to take Adam Sandler's performance off the table, even though I disagree. I'll give you that one. I'll concede that point. But what about it was so good? Mm-hmm. He screwed over his wife and kids. His family, he, he forced, I believe that's his father, but he forced his father to pay a hundred and no. 175,000. 175, was it more than that at the auction? No, it went for okay. 170. Oh, that's right. Yeah. No, he did pay more at the auction. Yeah, because it was Garnett, in the 200s. Yeah, it was like 200,000. Yeah. He forced his father to do this and he's like, I'll pay you back later. Um, so he's dead. He doesn't pay his dad back. And his dad doesn't have the opal. And his mistress ran off with all the money at the end. I was like, what is so impressive about this movie? Okay. So there's a lot of like crime dramas out there, which this is, it's a crime drama. There's a lot of them out there. This one doesn't even, it's not even a good one. No. It doesn't rank in the top 50. I wouldn't rank it in the top 50. Top 50 worst. Yeah, okay. Go that route. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it sucks. I'm a, I'm a lover of all things film. 
And I can watch even a movie that I dislike and walk away and be like, okay, well, this is why I don't like it. Mm -hmm. And I can still learn and grow from that. Yeah. Again, this movie left me with absolutely nothing. Yeah. Nothing. And I and I did. I went into this with an open mind. I tried. I was a little hesitant at first. We, we uh, we, what? Yeah, I was a little hesitant at first going into it because yeah. I had heard other people say, uh, a coworker of mine last fall, he was like, "I just watched Uncut Gems," and he said, "Do not watch it." <laughs> he said, "He said it's it's a terrible film. Like it's so bad." And I was like, "Nah, I can't be that bad." And I kept saying, "Well, I'm gonna watch it." Yeah, and just to like mess with him because he's like don't do it <laughs> uh and i never did until we got the review and i was like oh well now we have to watch it so do i but, know who, do i know who was saying that it was like justin kid. Oh, okay do you remember justin okay. oh yeah. yeah okay okay yeah it was him and he he was like just don't watch it and i was shocked that he like it's shocking that he said it was bad yeah he said it was bad because of the language and everything and stuff and it was like it's just unnecessary yeah i feel like it was just trying too hard to, to give us, to leave us with nothing, to leave us with nothing. Um, and, and maybe you could just chalk it up to, this isn't my type of movie. Go ahead. And here, here's, here's another thing. Here's how we, here's how we know what the actors even think of the film, because Adam Sandler in a round table discussion that one I watched with, uh, is it Sadafi brothers? Sad- Safty. Safty brothers. Sorry. Um, he said, they asked, like, what was his favorite scene, you know, in the film to shoot. And he said he felt most at home when he was naked in the trunk of that car. That's what he said. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And everybody who's, and again, and, and I'm just going to hit it because I don't want to push away any viewers who liked this movie. Um, and maybe it's just not for me. But everything I read was they loved it because... Like I, I see a review on IMDb and it says it's a frantic masterpiece. Or I heard another person say that this is Adam Sandler on acid. And they're just describing it in the most like ridiculously yeah. unpleasant ways. Like how, why it's so bad that it's good. Mm-hmm. No, this isn't so bad that it's good. It's just bad because it, it leaves you at the end of the day with nothing. Yeah. There's there's nothing good to... The, the, you're not watching this and getting anything out of it. There's nothing to take away from it. And I'm not, I'm not saying it has to teach me something. Yeah. But as soon as this podcast is over, I'm never going to think about this movie again. Yeah. And give us some props. I don't think the acting was that. Acting wasn't bad. No, it wasn't. I think the story was bad. I think the was story just, was weak. I 100% and, agree. Uh, what was I going to say? Like I said, I think the world was fleshed out and I think the acting was good. But the story was a day in the life of this man and he's having a really bad day. But everything bad that happens to him is his fault and he deserves everything that happened mm-hmm. to him. Oh, you said you said somebody said it was a frantic masterpiece. Yeah. I never at any point in the film, my heart was not racing, like thinking like, oh my gosh, go, go, no, go, go, go. No. I felt I was in the, like I was in the middle of like a family argument and I didn't want to get involved. <laughs> You know, like, yeah, mom and dad are fighting and I, I should say something, but I, you know, or my aunt and my two aunts are getting into it at Thanksgiving and they're just fighting. And I'm just like, oh, should I stop it? Should I not? And it's just in the way. And it's mm-hmm. just annoying because it was all yeah. of it was 
Because Adam Sandler is just yelling at everyone the entire movie. Everyone, even people who are trying to be nice to him, mm-hmm. he's just cussing them out. He deserved to die at the end of that yeah. movie. And they're just like, okay, well, next. And, you know, maybe it was hard for me to see. I, it was a little hard for me to see Adam Sandler in this serious of a film. Like, I've, I've seen him in serious films before, but not like this. And it's, it's not believable. He doesn't. It isn't. It, it isn't. He's, he's got a st- certain type of movie, and that's fine. He does his comedies and all that, and that's fine. And he can do serious films, but not like a, not like a kingpin, like, I'm going to kill you type serious. He's more of a emotional, dramatic serious, like in movies like The Cobbler or some of his comedy dramas that he's done. Uh, so it's just, it's just hard for me to, like, watching him on, in this, all I see is Adam Sandler. And he's trying to be tough, and he's not. Yeah. Like, he fights the weekend in this movie. Yeah. Literally, that happens. Who wants to fight the weekend? And a, a bigger question to me is just why? And I get it because your girlfriend, whatever she is, why was she there with the weekend? The, the woman you're cheating on is cheating on you. You're, you're, oh, you're, the woman you're. Cheating with, cheating with is cheating on. But she wasn't though. No, she wasn't because I don't think she was a prostitute. No, no, but no, they were doing she wasn't. cocaine together. Her and the weekend, the weekend. Why? And there's an entire scene of like, okay, the weekend's gonna perform for us, and he's like, I'm not performing until you turn the black lights on. <laughs> I refuse to perform until you turn the. Bl-. I was like, is this how he is in real life? Is he actually a jerk in I, real life? I read him, or I read him. I read him a bedtime story <laughs> uh, on the weekend. It's called Next Weekend. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, he did say like he, this was, he kind of acted like how he was. He took from when he first started out. He said he was kind of like that, like very self-conceited and stuff. And he's gotten away from that since he's gotten older and stuff. But like when he was younger and in those clubs playing like that, like that's how he was. And, and then he wants to break up with his girlfriend because she was hanging out with the weekend, doing drugs with the weekend, on the weekend. It was that Saturday, I believe. Probably. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just trying to continue this ridiculous name. Okay. And he's like, I'm done with you. And the crux of why they get back together is because she got his name tattooed on her. He's like, get away from me. Get away from me. And she's like, but wait, look what I did. And she shows him that she got his name tattooed on her. And he's like, I love you so much. And she's like, what are we doing? So when he's like cry spitting at the end? Cry spitting, yes, in the office. Yeah. What are we doing, people? My mind is blown. And not in a good way. I would like to know a little more background on the uh, gambling cowboy that had the penthouse at the casino. Was that Ian McShane? (laughs) I don't know who it was. He looked very He had on a lot of spray on tan. Yes. And it's just ridiculous. And then Kevin Garnett was just obsessed with the opal. Yeah, that's, okay. Obsessed with so the yeah, opal. That's what's funny though. Cause like, it's supposed to be serious, but then there's like a magic stone yes. that can like help Kevin Garnett play better. And when he had it, he played really well. When yeah. he didn't have it, he played like garbage. Yeah. Legitimately. It's just, it's just weird. 
I would put it this way, and this is what I was thinking about when I, if I'm going to describe this movie, what, how would I describe it? And to me, it's like, it's like a Christmas gift that's wrapped really extravagantly, beautifully, but you open it up and there's just nothing inside. Mm -hmm. That's, that's what this movie is to me. Yeah. Cause it, yeah, they marketed it pretty well. Like I, when I was watching the roundtable discussion, they were playing clips from the trailer and scenes and stuff. And I'm like, these look better than the actual movie was. <laughs> like the scenes they were playing with the music in the background, I was like, dang, this looks intense. Yeah. Like, and it's like, no, it's not. And I'm not saying you can't even have a movie where the main character can't die at the end and that just be the end of the movie. A lot of movies end that way. But this just, uh, again, it just left me with an emptiness of like, okay, mm -hmm. well, it's just over. Like, I wasted my time. Yeah. And you don't care. I mean, there's no, you really don't care for the characters at any point. None of them. There's no development of them. No. So it's, and you shouldn't, I mean, you shouldn't care for Adam Sandler's character because he's just a dirtbag human being. I mean, yeah, so, that's what the movie wants you to do, though. Yeah. So root for this guy. Yeah. There's, a, But here's the thing, though. There's a lot of movies out there that they want you to root for the bad guy, and they do a good job at doing it. Because, like, oh, I yeah. mean, look at the Oceans movies. You're supposed to root for them. They're the bad guys. It's true. True story. Uh, and you kind of root for them. And, the, like, if you don't think, if you let your mind slip, you're rooting for them. You're like, yes, get even Not, Nightcrawler is a good example of that. Yeah. Because he starts out with like the best of intentions and then he's borderline creating crimes. Creating, yeah. yeah to, <laughs> and you do. You're like, okay, yeah. I'm with you. And this one just doesn't do it. And that no, I think that's what... That's a good that's comparison. Where it fails I like that. that. I like that a lot. That's a good comparison. At least for me. I, somebody may like it and they they maybe they do oh, feel bad for people, Adam Sandler. A lot of but, people like it. Uh, I just, I personally don't get it. I don't see it. No. And uh, I probably won't watch this movie again. Never. I'll never recommend it to anybody no. for sure. No. There's nobody. I, I couldn't. Like, my own conscience could not let me recommend this film based off the language alone. Yeah, that's the other thing. That's the other thing. And we don't talk about it too often uh, these days. But we, we are coming at it from a very... Um, conservative Christian perspective when we're watching movies mm -hmm. and I can be a conservative Christian and watch uncut gems. Um, but those factors in terms of content that are in there for no reason to propel a story forward in any way, they're just there as eye candy. It's just there to draw men in. It's useless content. Mm -hmm. It's, unnecessary content that you could replace with creative dialogue, creative storytelling, and you're choosing not to do that and just put this in here, even though it's not telling me anything in the movie right. that I need to know. I don't need to see anything to know that he's having an affair. I don't need to see explicitly anything. Right. You can very creatively make that happen, make that known. I mean, if he were to simply kiss another woman, you're like, okay, I get it. But we get explicit uh, scenes, again, him creepily hiding in the closet. I'm not going to go into detail of it because the audience that I'm trying to attract on this show, I, again, we want to keep this clean. Yeah. And is it really bad? No. I'm not saying it's like... No, the sexual content in this film is not 
It's like, very minimal. Yeah. It's it, it but it's still gross. Yeah. And it's still disrespectful and yeah. it's still unnecessary. Yeah. And it's still victimizing women. Hollywood, good job. You're supposed to care about women, but we're just gonna keep putting them on screen like mm-hmm. this for every man to Google it. That's what you're doing. That's the catch twenty two of it all. So again, I, I nothing redeemable about this movie. No. I am excited. I will say I'll look forward. I'm hoping Julia Fox gets some more roles and stuff because I do think she did a fairly good job. I'd like to see her get some more roles in the future and see what like broaden her horizons. She's a young actress. We'll see. Maybe. Well, I would like to see Kevin Garnett get some more uh, screen time and maybe make Space Jam 3. <laughs> Is he going to be like LeBron's grandpa? <laughs> My, not, not, not LeBron's Jordan's grandpa. Jordan's grandpa. Michael. <laughs> His grandma? Grandpa. <laughs> you you have anything else uh, on this? No. I uh, I feel like at some point we're going to start beating that dead horse that we tied yeah. up with chains earlier. <laughs> Why did we tie a dead horse? <laughs> no. Yeah. We killed him accidentally. Oh, because we tied him up with the chains. With I chains. Gotcha, yeah. I gotcha. We did not just... It's Reigns. It's yes. Reigns. Um, that's, yeah. that's a free guy reference, but... Perfect. Yeah. Uh, I got nothing else. Yeah. So if I were to, if I were to, uh, we don't really do ratings at this point anymore. No. Um, I, if I did, I would give it a zero. I would give it an F. I would give it just whatever. There was nothing in this movie. Yeah. Content wise to, to leave me in a, in a positive state of mind. Yeah. And it didn't even win the awards that it went out to win. Mm -hmm. So what does that tell you about it? Right. You can't hail his performance as the greatest ever when the movie was made for the people who make that choice and they didn't make that choice. Yeah. So it's like... What did it lose to? I wonder... I don't remember. I, yeah. I'd be curious to I'm see what they up. lost to. I'm going to look it up. Okay. Maybe he won and everything I just said was moot. This is what's crazy because he wins in the Indie Awards. He wins in the Spirit Awards. But the one that they were going for at the Oscars... He doesn't win. Okay. He was snubbed at the Oscars, but it doesn't say what he was snubbed. If I'm not mistaken, and I can't find it, so I could be wrong. If you know the, the correct answer, leave it in the comments. But I'm pretty sure it came out the same year as Joker and Joaquin Phoenix won. Oh, okay. Which, I mean, obviously, that was... Which is almost the same movie. Yeah. Bad day in a guy's life. Bad things happen. He just doesn't die at the end. Just a better performance. Yeah. It's a better performance. I wouldn't say it's a better movie, but it's a better mm-hmm. pre- performance. And that seems fitting in a comic book movie. Mm-hmm. So if that's the case, that's what it was. I couldn't find it. I didn't try that hard. It's so lackluster ending in this way because, I mean, I, f- I the, it's fitting because this is where this movie left me. But I really want to know everyone else's opinions. Like, if you have an opinion, go hit us up on... Uh, leave me an email. Right? Remember that one movie at gmail.com or go on... You can go on Twitter. You can go on Instagram. You can go on Facebook and leave us a message. Tell me why you think this... Justify this movie to me and tell me why it's going to give me your reasons because I really want to know. Mm-hmm. And part of me wish that you did like this movie so at least we could have some back and forth on... Oh, but, you know... I understand, but this, yeah. we don't have that. No. And I would still disagree with whoever does bring me this stuff, but I really want to hear it. I really do want to know. 
Um, what did you like about this film? Yeah. Like what, why, why are you hailing it as this great movie? We want to know. Yeah. Where can they, uh, where can they review us? They can review us on I, uh, Apple Podcasts. Yeah, 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 yeah. Apple Podcasts. Yes. Please leave us a review um, at Popcorn and Coffee, a movie podcast. And uh, let us know what you think. Um, if we get five to ten reviews, we will do a live commentary of a film. Ooh. So Ooh. there's that. If you want to hear us do a live movie commentary, uh, start leaving reviews so we can get at least uh, anywhere from five to ten, I would say. I think we're close. Yeah, we're pretty close. Uh, but that's it for today, guys. Yeah. Thanks for, for joining in. Thanks for listening. Please hit us up and let us know what you think about this movie. Uh, this this uncut gem. Have a good day, guys. Bye.